0: Welcome to the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast with Three Bald Guys, Fred Peritsky of FCP Digital, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications, and freelance writer, Rodney Warner. Welcome, folks, to Episode 3 of Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing. I'm Rodney Warner, freelance commercial writer, and today I, Paul Schindel of Three Bears Communications and Fred Peritsky of FZP Digital, are going to talk about the wonderful world of search engine optimization. Yes, folks, it's a dream come true. You get to hear about SEO. Thanks for coming, guys. It's great to be here, Rodney. <laughs> of course, another beautiful day here. I know. Here in, in fabulous Continental Tavern in Yardley PA, the folks here were nice enough to give us this room. Search engine optimization. What the hell is that? Well what 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 is it? Tell tell me tell me what it is. Fred? Somebody
1: me to go first? So as we've touched on in a couple other episodes, once once you have a website, you want people to find it. It's like what are you gonna do with it now? So you want to be able to have it found on the search engines. Now, we all know what search engines are, hopefully. So Google is the biggest. Yahoo, Bing, whatever. When you look for any kind of business, or as the uh, verb goes, as you Google any kind of business, a pizza parlor, a dentist, a lawyer, you go to a search engine to find it. Well, how did they get into that search engine? They didn't just magically appear when their website was created, a web designer or search engine optimization company built into it certain keywords, phrases that help it get found throughout the millions of searches that you can imagine. So if you're looking for pizza parlor, you're going to get millions of them found. So if you look for pizza parlor Yardley, that number starts to dwindle down, and if you look for pizza parlors near me, it gets even further down. If the web designer built the website the right way with the right content, the right images, the photos are tagged to be found, the, um, the key phrases are there to make it get found in that area that you're in. So, and that the digital presence, which we talked about very briefly before. So the digital presence is We'll use the Continental Tavern as an example. The Continental Tavern has been here for quite a while. Ever. Not not when the Continental Forever. Army even when the Continental Army was here. <laughs> but there were no websites then. So the Continental Tavern on their within their website, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm gonna take a wild guess, tells you that they serve burgers and steak and wings. Wings and um beer. Ad- adult beverages, beer that they're in Yardley on Main Street and the history of it. So you can search for multiple items to find the Continental Tavern if you didn't know about it. If you already knew the Continental Tavern and you search for it, that's really not what search engines are for. That's probably a minor part of it. The search engine is really for, I'm looking for a really good restaurant somewhere in Bucks County that's historic. It serves good food, has good reviews, and you want to find the Continental Tavern. So somebody has to create that information within the website so that we know where to find that place. And that goes for every kind of business. So that's the beginning of getting, you know, in the search engines. So Paul, what would I sure
2: right. so have us let of that let, let's take a, a little bit of a geeky step back and and explain that there are a couple of ways that search engines such as google find a website Um, they have things like robots spiders um, and crawlers that um, go out and look at every single page on the internet that sounds scary i know so so Uh.
0: those those critters are just software
2: that's software yes that's software that's designed to find and and read every page on the Internet. Um, Doing that better than any other organization is what made the Google founders billionaires. And leveraging that is what a search engine optimization campaign can do for you. So those spiders and robots and crawlers look through all the content on your website and they find and index those keywords. Um, again, if we're talking about the the um, Continental Tavern, they're going to find all of the menu items. they're going to find the location, they're going to find the history, they're going to find uh, beer and adult beverages and wings and all of those things that were mentioned. And they're going to add them to the pile of information that is accessible to a user so that when, you or more more specifically when a customer or prospect is looking for a business like yours that serves wings and has a historical context, the Continental Tavern is going to show up. Um, and the number one important thing to include in building your website is to have that content be professional and be uh, well-written and well-presented uh, and well-tagged, especially when it comes to images, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, so that those search engines can find it, which means that the users can find it and find your business.
0: You know, when, when I first read about SEO, I think one of the useful things is kind of to step back and, and think about what's the purpose of a search engine? How do search engines make money? and search engines their thing is to find the most most relevant information to whatever you know question that you pose and through those through that software and the crawlers and all that other good stuff they're trying to find out the most relevant mm-hmm. response because if they don't find relevant responses then you're going to go to a different search engine so so I, I think SEO is essentially, you know, how to create a website to kind of match the need of the search engines for relevant content and almost, I don't know, kind of sell the website
2: Absolutely. to, to mm-hmm. the to
0: the search engine. So so you can you can show that, that you're relevant. It's almost like waving your hand, yeah, it's me. I'm right. the most relevant. Check me out. Exactly. Right.
2: And if yeah. you're if if you are a place like the Continental Tavern to some extent, that's sort of self-evident because between the Continental Tavern and the um, Yankee Doodle Tap Room in downtown Princeton, you're talking about essentially identical offerings, um, and location being the the biggest difference between those. Um, so, um, but if you're talking about professional services. Um, if you're um, a law firm, an accounting firm, a professional practice of some kind, if you're manufacturing um, you know, all kinds of uh, parts for the aerospace industry, for military, what have you, um, those accurate and detailed and compelling descriptions that are part of well-written copy are the essence of, of your search engine optimization campaign. If that stuff isn't there and isn't really descriptive, and um, you know lets people know by way of letting the search engines know that you do A, B, C, and D, E, F, G, H, etc., and you do it better than else beca- anyone else because you have the qualifications, the certifications, the degrees, the um, awards, whatever it may be. Um, if all that stuff is on your website, you're going to be found um, higher in a search than the, than the law firm, dentist, accountant, manufacturer that doesn't have that, all of those credentials on their website. Right. Uh, at FCP Digital, we try and do the maximum
1: for our clients. Are they going to be the first? That's very difficult to get. It's very difficult to, to promise. But one thing I'll caution people is I've heard from, from clients in the past, well, I don't really need SEO because I come up first on my search. And generally, I'll say, really? I said, Let's, let me look it up. And I'll say, I don't see you anywhere. Where are you first? So when I look it up, I'm first. That's because your website caches things that are in memory. So if you're constantly looking up your name and your website name should come up first, because you're the only one that has that website name. So that is not search engine optimization. But if, you're, if your search comes up in sort of like a purple color on your computer, especially in Google and not in the blue, that means it's in your memory. So it's always going to be, f- whatever you're looking for will always be first. You've looked for it before. You want to be able to get found for what you do. Um, for lawyers, let's let's take personal injury lawyers as an example. Just in Bucks County, there must be hundreds or thousands, because ones that are in Philadelphia also want the Bucks County market. So you have to try and distinguish yourself by the content, by the images, by your search engine optimization to distinguish yourself. And what's most important is really the local search. Because Google puts a lot of time and effort into that. When you when you search for something, the first thing that comes up are Google Ads, which we can talk about. I'm not a Google Ads advocate. Paul might be, and we can talk about that. After the Google Ads come, the local searches, with uh, it'll list a whole group of them, one to 100, with a map, with their Google My Business page and a map that'll show you where they're at. Getting to be first or in the first page of that is a very valuable territory. And also today, when you search for something, there are a lot of other search engines and I'm not even sure what you would call them, Paul, like um, Quara and Kensac I think is another, another one. Um, a lot of other search engines come up in your search. So they'll show the, here are the top, um, top personal energy lawyers in Bucks County. And that leads you to another search and then to another search, and then another search. That's not really helping your search engine optimization so much. Um, maybe you can expound on that, or we can take this out of our well. We can
2: that. we can go into that rabbit hole a little bit. Those those sites like Quora and and so many others are um, aggregators, and so they do something similar to what what uh, Google does. But often by vertical industry segment. So, if you're looking for personal injury attorneys, um, they um, develop their own directory basically by scraping the content off of off of thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands, millions of websites for personal in- injury attorneys. They put it into their own index, and because that index is, um, you know, lists all of those different um, law firms, it comes up very high on the on the Google um, search results. Um, the The local angle that you mentioned, Fred, is is an important um, component of things for many of the clients that your business and mine deal with um, on a regular basis. But um, our national clients um, need to show up, regardless of where someone is who's, who's looking for, um, for their businesses are, we do a bunch of work, especially with manufacturing companies and business-to-business business, uh, clients who serve audiences that are much more wide-ranging than just uh, Mercer County or Bucks County or the adjacent uh, locations. So those, those businesses need, um, need the kind of unique language the unique um, presence that the search engines will find um, so that their rankings will come up higher. One thing I would make note of as well is that um, even for a local business, you're not necessarily going to come up above um, certain other companies. If you search for pizza near me, um, chances are before Tony's... Tony's excellent pies around the corner you're going to get Domino's and Pizza Hut and the national chains because they spend a fortune on getting that top position for all of their franchisees. Right. You know I'm I'm
0: curious with with the with the expansion and increased popularity of voice search I- is that impacting SEO and yes. what you have to do when you when you put together a website?
1: Yeah, I I can answer that a little bit so Uh, Yext, which I talked about in the previous episode, which does digital presence management, and it's also called the power listings that help the local search and your search engine optimization a lot, now is recognized by Alexa. So they've partnered um, with Amazon. So when you ask for an Alexa search, those businesses that are Yext optimized will come up on your uh, on your device so i don't know if they're on all of them but alexa is definitely the biggest one you will come up ahead of somebody who's not using some voice activated system
0: you know i'm also you know like our last episode i'm just kind of curious i mean as far as when you talk to clients i mean do they have any knowledge of seo do they have any misconceptions are they you know what I mean, I, I, I don't know what it, what it costs to to really do good SEO optimization. Are they like, do, the, do eyebrows go up when they see how much it costs to do good
2: SEO? Uh, sometimes they do. Generally, they don't know much, if anything, about SEO, but they've heard that term, SEO. Yeah, yeah. got to have some of that. Oh, oh, that's search engine optimization. What is that? I don't know, but I want it, um, and you need it. And um, the cost can can range. You know, I keep coming back to building good content into and onto your website as the best form of SEO. Um, beyond that, there are a number of ways to to you know to score points. That will um, increase your search engine page ranking. Um, one of the best ones is to um, is to keep adding content such as blog posts or articles, um, and in particular, if you can, um, for example, publish an article or have an article published in a credible source, and they link back to your website. That's you know that's Christmas and yeah. that's Christmas <laughs> in July because uh, because the credibility if you can if your company can invent a better widget and the New York Times says hey Rodney's company invented this wonderful widget the credibility of the New York Times reflects on your website um, in in ways because because the the credibility of the New York Times of Wikipedia of some of the you know top the Washington Post and any number of top media outlets that are credible and vetted and um, you know and and universally agreed as being as being uh, reliable sources. Um, those things, uh, if if you happen to be able to get links from those places to your business, that's golden. Mm-hmm.
0: Going back to the search engines. They want to give um, their searcher something that's authoritative and something that's trustworthy, not just relevant. Right. So, so that's why all those things are important. So, I'm, so I, I'm kind of curious if it's that important to get uh, a shout out from the Time Magazine or Reuters or Bloomberg or even mm-hmm. the Courier Times, whoever. You know, has has PR become part of SEO, if I can mix yes. these abbreviations.
1: Yeah, so if you um, use somebody like Rodney to write a press release, and there are many, many organizations that will then distribute that PR piece around the country or around the world for de- various prices. And I have used them in the past, and you get some of those uh, backlinks, but you do get a lot of. You can see the Google um, rankings increase just by that. Like What I would recommend every business to do is Google themselves. Google their business. Google their name. If they're an owner, a partner, and you'll see what comes up. You'd be surprised as to where your name has been linked in a good way and hopefully in a good way. Using a PR service to distribute the press releases is a great idea. A lot of the publications are in the middle of nowhere, but a lot of them are bigger sources and you'll see it pop up around around the place. Um, but I do hear from people, one, with SEO is too expensive, re- without even knowing what the price is, or I don't need more people to find my business. I have too much business as it is. It's a nice problem to have. I know, I wish everybody had that problem. Nobody has enough business. You know, you know some businesses, you know, like Paul was saying, that are on a national scale, especially those that are in manufacturing, they need a different kind of search engine optimization. They don't want thousands of people calling them because they wouldn't be able to fulfill the orders, depending on what... And I have one client in that category where they're, they do business all over the country, m- most of it through referrals. Their website is really for credibility and for people to, that, are in, that need their product to be able to find them. But they wouldn't want hundreds of people calling a week because they wouldn't qualify for the prices and for what they do. But generally, for most businesses, we want to be found. And there's uh, lots of ways for paying it. Um, Pay-per-click, which is more what Paul does. Um, Google AdWords, which I don't always recommend to people. Which is also pay-per-click advertising. But sometimes when you see that the ad, a lot of people go past the ad and go to the next place. I don't know if it's because they don't trust the ads, but for certain businesses, they need that. They really need to be able to be seen, especially businesses, and Paul can speak to this, those that need a high volume of customers, and they need that kind of advertising. You
0: know, one of the some of the things that... I don't know if it's, it's as relevant or, or, you know, in SEO as it was in the past, but there have been different phrases like white hat SEO and yes. black hat yes, <laughs> SEO. Relevant. So, yeah. I mean, are there ways to try to cheat? Uh, have, have the search engines try, defeated all those kinds of, you know, ways to try to cheat your way to the
2: top? The search engines are way better at sniffing out and snuffing out the um, the the black hat methodology. Um, back uh, m- quite a few years ago, it was very common to see websites where one of two things happened, typically at the bottom of the page. There would be, for example, a, for a local or regional business, there would be... Um, you know, the listi- listings that show every town mm-hmm. within 20 or 50 miles or whatever their service radius might be. Um, and um, even more nefarious would be those who would um, put those listings, let's say, in black type on a black background. So it was just to the normal visitor, it was just a black piece of, of the website. Um, but the search engines don't uh, differentiate between that kind of thing uh, or didn't. Um, And now, and for many years, when they've found that, they've disqualified that and often actually penalized those websites for doing that kind of nefarious practice. Even worse um, are um, link farms that... Were established uh, by some companies many years ago, and that are still used to some extent in in black hat, you know, SEO functions, where essentially you would um, be buying links into your website from a from a web page out there somewhere that might have thousands or tens of thousands of links to different companies' websites, and um, so because they were linked in all these different places, back then the search engines would say, wow, this company is really popular. They're really, you know, found in a lot of places. And the search engine ranking for that website would go up. Um, the, but the the Googles of the world have said, ah, not going to happen. And they've pulled the plug on all of that kind of, uh, you know, underhanded right. search engine optimization. a lot of
1: things like that. The... Um, we talked in a previous episode about SSL certificates. If a website is not secure, the ranking goes down. And also there used to be, and Paul, tell me what you think about this, some companies would buy multiple um, domain names with some variation of what they did. Um, uh, Yardley Pizza, Pizza in Yardley, and and things like that. And they would they would use those as, or it could be, like my injury lawyer or your injury lawyer, and they would just have a landing page that would just send them to another website. And I think that Google has stopped. You don't see that as much anymore, because I don't think they rank. You don't see website addresses with exactly what somebody does in the title like that anymore. We used to see it a lot. You know, Of course, if you're a lawyer, it could say, you know, FCP Legal services, but you will. I don't think you will see FCP Legal Services Philadelphia or some, some things like that. Although I do get emails weekly telling me that a a a domain name is available. Um, Your web designer in Bucks County dot com. So I think those are sort of like a black hat or on the line of black hat kind of SEO.
2: That's yeah. That's all people who are yeah. just kind of. Trying to sort of make a quick buck in any way that yeah. they can, the I I have clients who do have multiple domain names um, pointing to to not with their own landing pages, but m- um, websites web addresses that point people to their own site. Right. One of the um, uh, you know one of the classic stories along that line goes to the um, to the online mattress seller which is one eight hundred mattress. And back in the day, um some some clever person bought the domain M A T R E S S yes. and got a ton of business selling mattresses to people who thought they were going to M A T T R E S S. Oh, 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 And
0: Or uh, just with one S.
2: Well uh, <laughs> ultimate one ultimately one um, when they when they were promoting this um, with for their for their telephone you know call in business, um, they they told people to call one eight hundred mattress and leave off the last s for, for savings. savings, which was I think such a cool marketing thing though. Um, but uh, but sometimes if you've got you know a complicated or difficult name. Uh, it does actually make sense to own those variations on the name so that people who maybe aren't such good spellers or maybe don't really know exactly how to find you right. uh, could do that. I, I have um, investigated adding um, threebears.com using the numeral three uh, to my threebears.com, T-H-R-E-E, bears. But whoever owns that, one with a numeral um, is, you know, sort of holding that domain for ransom, and I'm I'm not particularly interested in spending thousands of dollars just for the convenience of a few people who want to type the number three instead of spelling it out.
0: So, I mean, if you haven't mentioned it yet, what do you, for, for each of you, what do you think is, is, is the biggest bang for, for the SEO buck?
2: Good content. Have I said that good before? Content. I don't I think don't, so. I Has he said sound, that before? I may sound like a broken record, no, but that's
1: number one. He's 100% right. Good content. And, and And what's the definition of good content? Good content would be content that describes what it is that you do. So sometimes you'll see... Something that's like sort of overkill. Let, let's take, let's just make up, I, I don't know, a CPA firm. And it says, We are the experts in taxes in Yardley, Bucks County, and uh, specialize in Lower Makefield um, School District taxes in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So you do wanna have some names there to tell people where you are, but not like over and over and over again. You wanna have your content with keywords, if you're an expert in federal taxation in various states that you're licensed in, you want that to be in your content and you you want that to to resonate there. So you can then do it with the on-page, you know, the plugins, like we talked about Yoast before. So Yoast is a plugin for search engine optimization that helps you with the key phrases, with the keywords, The readability gives you a readability index because some websites are too technical for people to actually read properly or for those words to be found throughout the Internet. So they want you to make the words, not really dumb it down, but just make it a little bit easier. And you want to have key phrases that your competitors are using and you want to be able to get above your competitors. So we have to do some research to see what your key, what your competitors are using and is good content. With images, as Paul had mentioned in an earlier episode, you want to tag those. So an image on a page about federal taxation, if you have an image of whatever it is, it could be a person, it could be tax law books. You want to tag that in a tag that you don't see, but the search engine sees it, that has to do with federal taxation in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, or something like that. So you give it a, a unique tag that can be found by search engines.
0: So a tag is like a, is like a, a, a title or a description.
1: It's a description. And it's a description of that image that, l- that helps your SEO, that connects to the content.
0: You know, it's also my, my understanding as far as SEO-friendly content is, is you know, it's not just the keywords, but where the keywords are placed, like, like in a title or in a subheading yes. or, or, let's say, the, the, the first... The first sentence, and also my clients, I think for SEO purposes, also want content that's longer, because it's it's seen as, as more authoritative. So, so I think there's there's a lot going on. Right. When you want to have a title comes with you want to have a title tag,
1: which is a, which is an H1, which is the the heading one, to, and, and a title tag. And a lot of the items that you're talking about should be in the first paragraph. If they're not in the first paragraph, it doesn't help you as much.
0: But I think ideally, you know, the content should be so good and so memorable and useful that people use it in social media. They will they will share it. They will put it on Correct. a link to their website or on Facebook or Twitter, because that that kind of stuff can can really help your your SEO results too.
2: Absolutely, the um, the power of social media to for Search engine optimization cannot be overlooked Mm -hmm. these days. Um, So, again, if you have that good content on your site and you link to it from uh, places like um, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram or any other um, social media site, um, you'll be driving traffic to your website um, from people who are interested. You know, they're not going to click the link if they're not interested. But if you are... um, You know, an attorney who's publishing a a story about um, an interesting case where, um, you know, where you got resolution to a, or may not even be resolution, but, you know, how can you deal with a situation where um, your boss has maybe discriminated against you in some way? Post that on your website, link to that from your LinkedIn page, your... um, your Facebook, your Instagram page, uh, with appropriate graphics, and you're driving people back to that article on your website, reinforcing your, you know, the quality of your of your business and uh, and the reasons why they should be reaching out to you and hiring you.
0: You know, another thing I read that is like um, rating Continental Tavern gets five stars, y- that can also help your you your your search engine results. One hundred percent.
1: I'm gonna come come back to that in one second. I wanna piggyback on what Paul said. Another way to help that SEO is if you use um, a tool like Constant Contact or MailChimp or one of the other emails. Uh, For a lot of my clients, uh, I'm a Constant Contact partner, so I'll create newsletters for them. That newsletter then becomes their blog. That same newsletter slash blog gets posted to all of their social media for the links back and forth we're pushing people back to the website. So in your newsletter, for example, you don't want to have a 12-paragraph article. You want to have a paragraph that teases people to read the rest of it, to go to your website. And the same thing with social media, have them go back. The whole goal is to get people to your website by...
0: By any, any means necessary. Any means
1: necessary. And there were so many ways today. LinkedIn is an amazing tool as is Facebook business page, Not your Facebook personal page so much, but the business page, Twitter, Instagram is very, very popular now.
0: Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up unless you have more wisdom to spread, Paul.
2: Content, content, content. Have I said that before? That's right. Content Thank is you. king, and, as they and, say. And, you know,
0: and, it's, and I'm in the content business, so this, this is all just one big happy family. I'm, just, um, I'm really excited about this episode because... It's it's really all about me, people. It's it's all about the content. If, if
2: if I before we sign off, if if I can make a shameless plug on on Rodney's behalf, um, he's an extraordinarily skilled writer mm-hmm. on many many different topics. A um, an attorney by uh, education who practiced for sixteen I, years. Sixteen
0: years, give or take a few months,
2: and. Um, and he knows his stuff, and if you're looking for good content that's going to support good search engine optimization, he demand <laughs> definitely I've used and th- I've used Rodney for my clients also.
0: We thank everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you learned some about SEO and if you have more questions, if you want to learn more, then contact Paul or Fred but. Uh, so signing off, uh, this is uh, Rodney Warner, freelance commercial writer. And
1: this is Fred. Just a one reminder, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Hopefully you liked us. on Any place that you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google,
0: we're all over the place. McDonald's.
2: ThreeBaldGuysPodcast.com.
0: Okay, so Paul, what's your, what's your contact information?
2: Uh, ThreeBears.com. You can email me, Paul, at ThreeBears.com. And I'm Fred at
1: fzpdigital.com,
0: and my website fcpdigital.com. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. Tell What's your friends about this fabulous podcast. What's your email address, Rodney? Oh, uh, I don't know. Do I have one? It's writer for hire, everything all spelled out at outlook.com. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us at the Three Bald Guys Talk Marketing Podcast. Please join us again next time. And check out our website at 3, the number 3, BaldguysPodcast.com. Until next time, may the good marketing be yours.